Hi there, Glocal citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I'm your host, Florence Adu, and I am in an exotic park. Can you imagine, folks? How did I find an exotic park in the middle of Accra? Well, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Let me give you a little bit of background on the reason why I'm here. So, my guests are the co-founders of Destination Africa, which through programs, workshops, DVDs, channels, live streams, and other merchandise offers a wealth of knowledge in African languages, culture, heritage, and lifestyle. They are a dynamic duo with backgrounds in software engineering, the hair and fashion industries, and professional basketball. The Destination Africa journey began for one of these founders once he became a father with the decision to apply his passions to inspiring and empowering the next generation of young leaders. As a homeschooling mom, the other founder is also the main facilitator for Destination Africa. She uses her energetic, coordinated, innovative, loving, exciting, and disciplined teaching style to deliver results while her partner uses his IT skills as the technological mind behind all things Destination Africa. Avna and Echo Richardson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, it's an thank absolute you. pleasure and an honor. It is. It okay, is. so I'm going to guess it's you, Abner, that was the professional basketball player. No, how could that not be? <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 when she retired, she, she pops the lower yeah, part of her legs. This yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. But no, it was quite obviously, guys, she's sitting here very beautifully coiffed with a lovely mane of hair. I love your outfit. Oh, thank you. So clearly she's in the hair and fashion or has a background in hair and fashion. Well, you know, she says that, guys, but I have to say I was inspired by Florence today and I'm, I'm glad I didn't let her down because if you could see her today, woo! There'll be trouble. There'll be trouble. All right, folks, let's get right to it. So let's start with where are you from? Where are you local? And what are your crafts? Oh, okay, absolutely. Oh, ladies first. Dust this all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it throws me in the deep end. Yes. yes. So as you forementioned, I'm Abner Richardson, half of the Richardsons. I am the mother of three children who is local, did you say, to Ghana now, Mm -hmm. but originally was born in the UK, raised formerly in the UK, partly raised in Ghana, went back to the UK and I'm back where, you know, I wanted to be, so to speak. What is local to me now, I guess, is the culture of Ghana. Okay. Trying to build the country, do my bit for the country mm-hmm. with hubby and the community around us. Okay. So. Okay. And what would you say is your craft? My craft is now is to inspire the next generation mm. in becoming the change that they want to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. And uh, myself, um, Echo Richardson. So I am a, I was a British Ghanaian, born in the UK. Again, similar type, and I lived a few of my informative years in Ghana before returning back to the UK, where I there stayed till we were married, had children, and had a passion to inspire the next generation through language and culture. Mm-hmm. I have, a, again, as you mentioned, a history in IT um, and basketball, and I've sort of transitioned some of the skills and some of the values which I've learned into, you know, inspiring the next generation and pushing forward. What is local to me is wherever you are, you know, mm. um, being that. African and being a proud one at that wherever you are around the world. Okay, okay, okay. So let me dive a little bit deeper because you we both have the the UK accent. So you crossed paths there. That's where you met. I'm assuming. Actually, no. Yeah. Oh, also here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of those probably holiday trips. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yes. 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 Yes.
yes, yes, yes. Okay, but tell us where you where you grew up in the UK. Okay, so we both grew up in South London. Okay, and then maneuvered our way, made our way through to Kent before we came back um, okay. to Ghana permanently. Okay, so we're Londoners. Okay, so tell us about Destination Africa. That is ultimately how you have relocated from the UK to Ghana. And so tell us about that journey. How did you kind of, you you both have this concept of wanting to inspire leaders and have young people be that change. So where did that spark come in your beings, in your hearts? Yeah, Yeah. 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 it actually probably first sparked when we met, I think. We met in Ghana in 2003. Um, And it started to form a friendship. And I remember when I first met Abna, she could always speak Chi and she could speak it fluently, Uh, almost like she'd lived in Ghana her whole life. And it really, you know, it struck a chord in me because I didn't really speak fancy. I could already speak about 20% um, at the time. And I just remember as we were courting, when we got married, I said, you know what? I want our children to be able to speak our mother tongue. Whether we live in the UK, whether we migrate anywhere else, they need to be assured in their language. Because for me, as a youngster, language is only important to speak to your parents, you know. Or maybe, you know, when when you're getting told off, you, you can understand when no one else can. Or it had, you know, not to get cheated by a taxi driver or mm. another Ghanaian. But I didn't really grab onto or grasp the full concept of what language did for me. It, it was my heritage, it was mm-hmm. my culture, it was my connection to my history, to my grandparents and, and the lineage and the culture, idioms, art, law, so much. But I didn't have that appreciation. And when I got that awakening moment, it sparked something in me, which I said, you know what, I need to ensure that my children, first of all, are not stuck in that place where you grew up in the UK or in a foreign country and you assimilate and assume you're British or American. Mm-hmm. But the history says, you know, your skin says you haven't been here that long mm-hmm. and you're originally from somewhere else. Um, but at the same time, where you're originally from, you don't fully identify, you can't bond with it, you can't accept it. So you're somewhere in between, you're half and half. And that causes a bit of a split personality in you. And it's not nice when you get that awakening in your 20s or 30s and you realize that half of my inheritance I've missed. Mm-hmm. And so from there we said, you know, we want the children to, to learn African languages, learn about the continent, learn about, you know, the potential, because everyone says Africa is the future right. because of the resources, both human and natural. And we wanted to make sure children were aware of it. Don't just sit in the UK or America and think that's the world, you know, learn more, understand about different cultures, mm-hmm. who you are historical people who've touched the continent and that was the birth of Destination Africa. Mm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll pass on to Abner to take, take us on a journey from where it started from to where we are now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's, he's more or less covered quite a bit of it. Sure. Yeah, and I think when we had children primarily, when this dream was birthed in him and he had this vision, yeah. what we didn't realise was that when their children have the, their identity, it's almost like knowing exactly where they're coming from so they can navigate where they're going. Mm-hmm. And I remember we read a saying by Marcus Garvey not so long ago that if somebody has confidence in themselves, then they're twice, if they don't have confidence in themselves, then they're twice defeated in this race of life. Mm-hmm. But if they do have confidence in themselves, then they've won before they've even started. Yeah. And I think with many people, when they go over to the West, you know, just different European countries or American countries, they take their culture with them. And so those that do take their culture with them are the ethnicities that we see winning. You know, yes. they're doing so well yes. and they're thriving mm-hmm. and right. Mm-hmm. 
we haven't quite worked that out yet. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as though we kind of give our narratives over to people who want to define it to fit their mould to benefit them, so yeah. to speak. So we're told, oh, don't have your children speak your language. It's only going to confuse them. Yeah. Don't teach your children your culture first. So we almost throw ourselves away, superimpose foreign matter on top of us and then we regurgitate that with our children and then we, because everything is cyclical they then continue it yeah. and it's almost like having new recruits without having to train them because you train their parents the parents just give it to them and then they give it to their children mm -hmm. and so the beneficiaries are those coming after those people yeah and those who are losing out are those coming after us and we thought okay what are we going to do to change this? You know, because mm -hmm. you can only talk about this so often. You can only talk about and yeah. complain about things so often. Yeah. So when we started to teach our children their languages and their history beforehand, we could notice a significant amount of confidence in them. Mm -hmm. And again, along the way, we learned that even the word confidence doesn't mean to be able to be assertive in the space of other people. It's to trust in yourself. Mm. And so that's the difference. Mm. You're in competition mm. with nobody. Yes. Watching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then we realized, ah, this is what it is. That's why the Polish can go somewhere and they can live 20 in a room. The Chinese can do the same. And before you know it, they've taken over a whole street yep. because primarily they had their languages, they had their culture, their traditions, their history. So there's that level of trust. Yep. And then as adults, that inserts over into the economy. Yep. So before they say, oh, I need a bottle of water. I'm going to go out. Before they say, I'm going to go out to another ethnicity to spend my money. We're going to circulate that money around mm -hmm. to make sure we found that bottle of water before before we do that with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, if that's the case, and we're not gonna just teach our children about their language and their history, but also gonna teach them things like human psychology, financial literacy, mm -hmm. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, all mm -hmm. the things that it takes to be self-sufficient and not have somebody narrate your definition yeah. or you know navigate, help you navigate and find your purpose, but you know exactly what that is and you do that with a, a self-confidence, so to speak. So then we, eventually got to the place where we thought you know we've been here for a while i think we should go back home and that was originally <laughs> <laughs> that was his vision but yeah. we were just like no we can't we we're always yeah. going home and we're like oh you know we'd like to go back home we can yeah. see slow progress sure. but we also have a part that we need to play so yeah that's how we ended up here sure yeah has sure. it been perfect no has it been an experience absolutely we're learning as we go along yeah and we're glad we're able to sort of give back as well yeah so, yeah. yeah so and you all have a youtube channel that has chronicled yeah. that that transition right yeah yes. yeah yeah, yeah. so so that'll be in the show notes but tell us the address or the i mean it's destination africa is the, is the youtube channel right it's destination africa group tv group. okay yeah. got it got it yeah. got it so that'll be in the show notes but i love how you put that because everything about what you're saying about the cooperation that is necessary and the confidence you know in ourselves is is the difference between when you walk, even coming back, you start to see people don't look you in the eye. Yes, sis. And then they, and it's because they think that they're not supposed to. No. And, or it's because, I mean, myriad of reasons, you yeah. know, it's part of it is, you know, I, I kind of say the Anansi story is not what our story should be. No. Because the tricksterness is what is part of what is endemic in so many mindsets, which yeah. is just shadiness, you know, and yeah. I think as humans, 
we understand so much more when we look at each other's eyes. Absolutely. And so when someone's not looking you in the eye, yeah. then you, you, my, I instantly don't trust them. Yeah. And so then it becomes a question of, you know, how do you cooperate when so many people have been conditioned not to, yeah. to, to come to the table like that? Yeah. So that's just kind of a nuance of one of those coming back kind of stories. But let's talk a little bit about that landing. Sure. So you were established, had a home, had, you know, all these things going on. Yeah. And were you homeschooling in the UK as well? Yes. yes. So we okay. So you always. Okay. Yeah. But tell us how you with children. Sure. <laughs> how do you do it with children? Yeah. yeah. Relocated. You know, yeah. what did it happen and how did you how kind did of we transition transition yeah. speak? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for us, oh well there was two sides. For me, it was the planning side. Okay. Um, because you know, we had a fairly comfortable life in the UK mm. and what you don't want to do is leave something comfortable mm. to come and struggle. Exactly. Or at least know what you're getting yourself in for so yeah. we started by having trips at least once a year yeah. with the children mm-hmm. um, from about 2016 about four, four onwards. and then we, yeah and then it became twice a year yep. and then there was for longer periods at a time you know not two weeks but for a month mm-hmm. they'll bring their homeschooling books with them mm-hmm. start studying so we were slowly trying and to adjust and see you know how much of a normal life can we live whilst in brackets on holiday mode yep um, and so on I'll go to the supermarkets um, I had my mobile phone taking pictures of prices, mm. comparing them to seeing, you know, how much money, because I knew how much money we spent on shopping and different things in the UK. Mm-hmm. How would that translate into Ghana and yep. the city? Yep. That would mean, okay, we need to earn or have a certain amount of money to do so. Mm-hmm. So for me, as the sort of the financial person in the house, I needed to couple my numbers. Yeah. Because if there was a gaping hole of, you know what, it's not balancing up at some point we're going to hit hardship yeah, and yeah. it's one thing if I hit hardship and I'm by myself I can right. sleep on the floor somewhere yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to drag my cho- my wife and my children to, to, to sleep on the floor yeah, so exactly. that's how the, the progress starts I think for us with the lift and shift because of the homeschooling it gave us massive flexibility mm-hmm. you know we just continued what we've done in the UK here and bar you know a few museum trips and mm. a few outings because I think sometimes the UK was a bit more child friendly yes. um, from that perspective yeah. you know they're one of the few things they missed but other than that you know we filled it with other things with a lot of nature and and friends and, yeah. and different activities so okay. it's that swings and roundabouts but all in all they've enjoyed experience okay transition. okay and so you landed here in Accra yeah. yeah okay so but you you mentioned that Fonti is your background yes and Accra is not the land of tree speakers. No. So, so tell us a little bit more about your home homes and how the people here have received you, like Ooh. family, in terms of you making that decision. Okay, that's a really good question. Um, so with Accra, we've got the advantage of almost everyone speaking tree, even yeah. though it's not the language of the no. vicinity, mm-hmm. right, so to speak. Right, right, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So when we came initially, we were looking for somebody to teach us Ga, and uh-huh. there was nobody like in yeah. and around. And there still is, it's still difficult. It's tough, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. if you were to go to somewhere like Choco or Jamestown, mm-hmm. you would be spot for choice. Yeah. But depending on where you are, you don't readily find like, oh, come, let me do the really yeah. signing in and all of that. So yeah. that's what makes it a bit tough. But with tree, it's it was fine because we taught the children. Tree is actually their first language. Oh, so, good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. as Michael said, he didn't want to happen to him what he mm-hmm. you know would happen to the children. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they learn how to read it, write it, and it helped me learn how to read and write as well. Okay. So I remember when we came, I think on the second trip, we asked our son, "How did he feel about coming to Ghana?" Mm-hmm. And that time we were, you know, you know, you get the holidays where you come and you're living the holiday life and yeah. you're doing the beaches yeah, and the and sightseeing. The Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
So we're thinking, oh, he's going to say, oh, it's when I went here or when I went there. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you know what I really loved about this holiday was seeing people that looked like me and was able to speak my language. Yes. And he was five. Nice. Yes. I think even him as a child felt... I'm welcomed, you know, yeah, I'm home. Right. And once they felt that, it had a knock-on effect on us. Yeah. And then we were just like, this is it. This yeah. We're where, where, where we need to be. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I'm part Fonty. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I ask yeah. like, about your Fonty. I can see the elimination. <laughs> <laughs> no. We are one. We are one. We are one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, my family's from Amosuma. And so we're, we're okay. in the Fonty land. We, we are from Winneba. Winneba, okay, yeah, not far. So, okay. So yeah, I mean, for us, I grew up in a, both parents of Fanti. Yes. One Winneba, Cape Coast okay. area. So I think when we were younger, they used to speak Fanti to us in the, in the house. Yeah. But I think as we grew, Fanti became less and mm-hmm. they spoke it less. And we weren't formally trained. And right. so, you know, you pick up what you hear. Yeah. So when it came to, you know, tidy up your bedroom, put some rice on the fire, go to the shops. I, 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 I know those words. But if it came to deep conversation right. about proverbs or even politics or, yeah. or different things, I, I was lost. Yeah. So that was it. And I think sometimes that purpose, I think our parents would always speak to us in Fanti mm-hmm. and then allow us to reply back in English. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, looking back at it, was something that was detrimental yes. to, to our development and understanding. Yes. Because there's a difference between understanding a language when you hear it and also being able to process in your mind, create the sentence exactly. and the structure yeah. and to also express yourself, which right. is 50% of conversation and interaction. Yeah. So yeah. that was lost on me. It's only after I met Abena that I said, you know, I need to learn. I need to mm-hmm. learn a language. So I, I, I learned treat just because I could find more tutors, I could find more yes. resources, yes. Uh, people around to help and so on. So that side of things changed my trajectory. Because when I first came, people were like, oh, oh, um, a koaba, a koaba. Mm-hmm. But there was always the thing that, oh, Fria Brochi, he's from yes. abroad, you know, yes. he lives in London. Yes. And many people didn't think I could speak Chi or didn't regard it much. But yes. when I started learning, I was practicing literally every day on the phone, and they came like, hey, Oti Chi, Papa, Chi, Papa, oh yeah, dear, oh yeah, dear. Which is, he's doing well, he's doing well, he's learned yes, the language. Yes. I personally felt within myself that sense of acceptance, yeah, yeah. which was different. And you only realize it once you've been coming, and you're like, so up until this point, you just saw me a stranger. We're one blood, yes, but you saw me. True. But now it's you true. accept me because now I can understand the language. Yeah. And that was, for me, a real turning point. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So we kind of covered the why, the where. Yeah. But as I mentioned in the introduction, we're in this exotic park. Right? <laughs> so why the where of this particular place and, and this as part of what your brand is about? Okay. So fortunately, before we came, mm-hmm. we had, like you said, scoured, had the lifestyle, how we were going to assimilate, how we fit in and everything else. My dad came back in 81. So time of the coup and Mm. when things were really tough and yeah. yeah. That's a tough decision. It was a tough decision, sis. And at one point, they almost changed their minds and decided to go back. But there was a difference in the way that he saw people really kind of struggling over in the West. And Mm. he thought, you know, it's bad here, but I'm just going to keep pushing and see how. Yeah. So with that, you know, eventually things started to get better for him progressively over here. Yeah. 
by the time we were ready to come home, mm-hmm. he had managed to lay a foundation strong enough for us to Got have it. something to come yeah, back into. Come back to. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And that is this. So, and that is this. Okay. Yay. Okay. So, yeah. so, folks, we are in an area called Westlands. They, I think Westlands is a new name because it would just be just West Lagon. Yeah. Don't ask me where. These exactly. young people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's West Lagon, which is just kind of west of the University of Ghana, um, yeah. Lagon. And so... It's kind of a hilltop, mm-hmm. so it's, I mean, it has like great vistas, but it's one of the newer areas quickly becoming congested, you know, yeah. traffic. But what we're, we're looking at a beautiful garden that is now an event space. Yeah. 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 It's home and event space. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's just lovely. So folks, if you have an event here in Accra, don't mind, it won't be too much traffic. You can you can have it here. There'll be a link to the space so that you'll see all that. But yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where we are. Oh yeah, this is where we are. And yeah. we cater for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, from We also have a, a great Airbnb, which oh, is- Oh, nice. Yes, okay. So five bedroom. People calling from abroad to yeah. book. And yeah. We look after all your needs. So in addition to having your children immerse themselves in the culture yeah. and find independence in themselves, we do have this for those who are coming, all the diasporans. So you have a home to come to. And I'm, are you going to drop it in the... Yes, um, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But okay. no, go ahead. Please plug, plug, plug. Okay. All right. Cool. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> so for your wedding needs, for your accommodational needs, mm-hmm. everything, you know, even for just a getaway to just refresh, yeah. revitalize. Staycation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a pool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pool. Exactly. Backup yeah. power, security, Team everything. Yeah. You know, one thing we realized was, you know, when you come home, you don't want to come home and feel like you've dropped two or three levels down yes. you're not in a secure place you don't have power you don't have this yeah. especially when you're in town for a week or two yeah. so you know we take care of all those things for you just to ensure that it's seamless and mm-hmm. you know you just have to worry about enjoying yourself and, mm-hmm. and fulfilling your mission mm-hmm. of, of your journey mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. there you have Absolutely. it so, the yes. exotic part hey. the exotic part <laughs> the exotic part <laughs> I got yeah. you, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about local speak. Okay. So this is where I ask you to share a word, phase, or saying that yeah. is a meaningful part of your local experience mm-hmm. and why or how you've come to value it as local. Ooh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Now that's the question. We have had so many questions on our rounds of interviews mm-hmm. and what, and this is a new one. Okay. And I'm not going to forget this again. Okay. Yeah, okay. I love it. I love it. Um, so global speak, and that word in itself, global. Only you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, love wow. it. Okay, so so something that's helped us or something that's reson what resonates, if it helped you, just as something that just comes up into your mind and says, This is this makes me feel local. Okay. It's words that I hear all the time or yeah, or okay. use all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So mine's gonna be a bit of but a bit cliche, I okay. think. But even when we were in the UK we used to hear the word sankofa a yeah. lot. Okay. Everybody had sankofa on their, you know, mm-hmm. like their Sure. brands and whatever it was yeah. but when we came here and we started doing like the proverbs and really delving into that with the children mm-hmm. I realised the last part of that was Sankofa Yinchi which this translates to going back to grab your roots or what your inheritance is in your heritage isn't something that should be 
despised you have to it's almost your birthright to go back and mm-hmm. grab what belongs mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. so now when I see Sankofa it reads completely different to what mm-hmm. I used to yeah you know because you're living it exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so everything about what I see the culture how to cultivate food how to get to know my Ewe brother my Gaan brother my house like all of that is mine for the taking yeah. so if it's if I see it and I can grab it then you know I just take it so sure. yeah I think mine would be Sankofa Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. You know, like you said, with the proverbs, so many proverbs come floating back <laughs> in my mind. And I'm trying to pick one. I think for me, it will have to be a song. So okay. um, there's a song. He's which, just trying to outdo me. <laughs> 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 which is Imra uh, Sisak. So time changes. Ah, so uh-huh. it's a song by the Royal Equipim Band, I think. Ah, uh, don't quote okay, me. Okay. But it's a song where. Imra Sisak. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. rest, so time. time changes. Uh-huh. So the guy is in the school and he's, you know, in the classroom and he's speaking to the students. Mm-hmm. And he's telling them that, you know what, right now you're in a class, you're studying. I send you to go and get water. I, well, I instruct you to collect bamboo, sweep the compound and everything. Right now you're students, but time changes for everybody. Mm-hmm. One day, some of you guys, some of you are going to be going out there doing big things. Some of you will be in my spot here teaching other people and it was a song that we used to sing actually play to the children when we were young when they were younger in the UK and to actually play it in Ghana Mm. with them and to explain to them that time is changing and it's constantly changing you know my parents or or, you know your grandparents left Ghana for a better life for for us for for our generation we've experienced a better life but now we want to come back and enjoy that better life with them on the continent and not just saying it and you know living it elsewhere but to to, to be part of that renaissance that, mm, that yeah. change so so time changes you know um I, I i don't look at people and say oh you know why do they want to leave um because everyone's situation is different yeah but you know for, for us in our time time has changed it's mm-hmm. time for us to come back mm-hmm. and do what we can to impact the continent Okay, wow. I like those. Yeah, yes. thank you. You should have made him sing the song. I know. Yeah, I was about right? to sing. I was like, "Can you for drop a note?" But I'll put a link to it. We'll look at it. We'll put a link to the song sure. in the show notes. Yeah, we don't want to lose viewers. <laughs> so let's get down to business. Okay. So a little bit more about how the business of Destination Africa actually works, right? So you have this education background in in the homeschooling piece, and so language is a big part of it. The space Mm -hmm. here is is a big part of it. So business-wise, what does the scaffold look like? Right, oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Right, so we started business primarily when we were in the UK, Mm -hmm. and we were teaching all the core topics that I mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. on in the UK. When we were coming to Ghana, we didn't quite know how that would translate. And I think our mindset was that we were going to leave the UK and leave those that we had found in the UK and then come and start business afresh in Ghana. Mm. Like having to find new customers, new patronizers, everything. Sure. Right. So when we met a few diasporans, we realized that, or maybe what we didn't envisage was that people have links. So if you're coming from America, you have a link to America. If you're coming from Canada, you have a link and then so on and so forth. So we combined all of those people in a group, a WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. Um, You can put those down for the parents who might want to join as well. And we made it very topical. So we would start by talking about various things that would affect different parents. Mm 
And then when those were received in terms of what they were really struggling with, we put all of that into an online packaging so that those in the diaspora wouldn't feel left out. Mm. So they can access those courses from abroad. It's progressive and so it goes up in various levels and which are the financial literacy, the tree, the proverbs, mm. Asian African myths. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, um, you can purchase those and then, you know, like we say, we've got four-year-olds that, you know, could tell you about cryptocurrency, financial literacy, debt management, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things. And these are things that they don't fundamentally teach you in school. Right. So you would leave, you know, knowing how to add one plus one, but you don't know how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. And it's all of these things that, these are life skills, they're survival skills. Sure. So I think that's how the business has translated from the UK to here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we've definitely pushed to go online more. Yeah. Because one thing we found is, you know, Africans are everywhere. Mm. You know, there's somebody in the middle of Montana, Wyoming, in a small <laughs> town, probably the only black child in their class. But you know what? You're, you're African. Mm. Yes. And it's our responsibility as parents to ensure that our children get a cultural education. Right. And we want to make it available to those in Ghana and Africa, but by all means, we don't want to leave any African outside of mm. that space, anyone of a mixed heritage outside mm. of that space, people who are not African who want to find out more about Africa mm -hmm. in that space. So that's why we put it in the online platform so that it's accessible to everyone and they can join that wider community mm. and you know make friends. I think one time we had one of our classes and we were doing an entrepreneurship term and they learned about entrepreneurship, working in partnership, businesses and everything. And one of the mothers came to me and said, you know what, my son came to me this week and he said, what business should I do for this end of term fair? And she said she almost dropped her cup because her son has had no interest in business, no interest in doing anything along those lines. He just wants to play and so mm -hmm. on. But because he heard about, Asada has got his keyring business, Insurance has got her bowls business, this one's got popcorn and popsicles. Now his mindset is tuned to mm. wanting to create and make something. Sure. And, and that's the power of community. And, yeah. you know, why not use the tools available to us to connect us, especially those in remote places and who don't have strong African con communities or connections. And, and that's, that became one of our driving missions as well. So as you look at your community, so you mentioned the diaspora is a, 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 a huge source of that. How are you integrating with local, I want to say education organizations or any of those kinds of organizations to kind of, because we know we know who we are as the diasporans, but we also, as we were kind of chatting before starting the interview, there is a deficit of this kind of confidence and of this kind of knowledge locally. So how are you seeing yourself kind of rolling out and, and drawing in kind of the, those not returnee or diaspora types of sure. families? Yeah. So when we do the Destination Africa classes here, mm -hmm. it's open to everybody. Okay. And that's people who have lived here all their lives to diasporans who are now coming in. It's actually the other way around. It, it, there's a further reach for those who are on the outside to get them mm -hmm. to, yeah, mm -hmm. then to reach mm -hmm. those, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. We have things we do for, for those who, the, under, the unprivileged. Uh, so yeah. we, okay. we have, we have orphanages that we work with and, uh, okay. and just yeah. places that, you know, not everybody can access sure. this type of education and where possible we try to provide it for them. You know, we've worked with partner organizations who've sponsored the, the cost or the fees mm -hmm. just so that 
some you know they, they can get a taste of of, of what it's like to mm -hmm. have a different group come in and to teach them about Africa about pride within their self mm -hmm. and so on so hopefully it will go a long way and we, and we try to repeat that uh, periodically as mm -hmm. well so what's your vision how does destination Africa scale so yeah. you're you're based here in Accra how do you how do you scale sure so oh gosh there's many tentacles coming out mm -hmm. of destination Africa mm -hmm. the vision is to get to the parent wherever they are the, the afro parent wherever they are mm -hmm. to really empower their parenting journey yeah. so that would come in the way of podcasts in the way of webinars in mm -hmm. the way of programs that we're about to prepare yeah. the online resources mm -hmm. and also collaborating with other people who are in the same like the yeah. same sphere sure. in the same industry to make sure that we're reaching those people okay. so it's far and wide mm -hmm. and it's definitely generational mm -hmm. but hope i think what we're doing now is we're trying to level the ground so that the mm -hmm. children coming after us mm -hmm. could, could then continue. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And that's realistic. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. you know, uh, our motto is empowering parents and building mm -hmm. the learners of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so, as I've said, you have to level the ground because we have all had a level of condition. Mm -hmm. yes. Whether you've lived on a continent or you've lived abroad, yeah. that colonialized mindset is affecting us right. in different ways. Right. Primarily with our value system, mm -hmm. with how we value ourselves, our language, our heritage, our history. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we've started a deficit. And sometimes we have to, from the parental perspective, realize that you know we are the drivers of tomorrow. We are impacting the next generations and generations to come through our actions today mm -hmm. and there's an urgency to it there's a call to action you can't wait six months oh i'll wait until my child finishes their french and their spanish and their mandarin mm. before i learn about who i am right that approach is doomed to fail yes so we have to raise that awareness and get people to realize that this is the time to yeah. shape and change generations mm -hmm. and from that that you know some parents are on that journey just getting on that journey mm -hmm. and some are some are right are ready and, and a call to action so that's where we have the online academy we have the interactive online sessions mm -hmm. the on-demand sessions where you can do it in your own time mm -hmm. and just combining all these things and as Evan says partnering with a wider network because yeah. our, our aim and our mission is to transform the African continent yeah. and that starts in the mind first mm -hmm. of those living on the continent and in a diaspora to yeah. affect in positive ways because all that together drives multiple things self-esteem and commerce yeah and, and that's where a lot of people wake up and they realize oh the commerce side is when they want to pay attention sure. but the work is done before it's like as you as you decide mm, I want a mango tree I want to eat a mango mm -hmm. you know that mango is years away mm -hmm. but what do you do you pick a you pick a right a good point where we have lots of sunlight you know you plant that you nurture that seed put it in the ground it takes a season or two for the baby ones to start before the real mangoes come and, yeah. and and that's the groundwork we're trying to put in for destination africa i have something that i'm going to make public now that i believe that we should work together on oh and one thing you didn't mention and kind of given that we're in this new election cycle right. and that we're i mean globally we have this you know, we can't ignore the fact that policy influences everything that we do sure. and, and the, the politics do. So I'm going to challenge us Ooh, to create challenge guys. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna challenge us to create a civics course. Right. Ooh, this is okay. interesting. Yeah. So you yeah. said you were gonna come and interview us. You didn't say you got to <laughs> Well I've had I've had this on, on mind and you're kind of in this space where, you know, this is where the partnerships start, you know. Sure thing. And particularly around I mean, I think where 
Ghanaian education is lacking. And the reason why we have this dem democracy that has failed yeah. is because people do not really understand what democracy is, no. starting yeah. from a very young age. Definitely. If I look at the, the books that my nieces, nephews are reading, are reading yeah. civics is not serious. Not yeah. right. And that's globally. Yeah. Because I remember growing up and having a civics class. Yeah. So I understood you know, everything about the political system. So yeah. I could actually understand why this is doing this or that kind yeah. of whatever. Yeah. That has totally been erased, yeah. purposefully, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But you know, in empowering children and parents with that kind of information, I mm -hmm. think we, we start to move the dial on, on the structures that we have here, right? So yeah. even the fact that children now know yeah. will, will help them not to just fall in line and vote for a party that doesn't represent what yeah. they need or what they want. Yeah, it, or it, even it just... sets an expectancy, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 Of what they're looking for, definitely. Yeah. Or even just vote, because that person right. has been placed there for you to vote exactly. for. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. So, last week, we was it two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks. Today, yeah. Mm -hmm. We took the children to Parliament House of Parliament. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. okay. See, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, any reason I'm buying into what she's saying? Yeah. Yes. It's like she knew something. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. And they, um, so it started off as a day of going for a tour and just maybe seeing what happens in Parliament. Yeah. And then we were fortunate enough to have somebody that we know mm -hmm. um, have just bring various really prominent politicians come to the children, their level of understanding, and just have the children ask them questions mm -hmm. and in advocacy, you know, demanding to know what they, they intend to do about the potholes, poverty, yeah. buying our own from our own resources sure. and things like that. And you could see after that they had such an appreciation and even an accountability and responsibility for what is needed to be done in the country. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting, but then it goes back to what you were saying about working as a co-op co or yeah. a cooperation. Yeah. When we taught that in financial literacy mm -hmm. the last two seasons, you've got to do your own research as well. Mm -hmm. So we found out that the word cooperation in Chi is in Kabum. In Kabum. In Kabum. Ah, yeah. 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 She's showing off. Ah, well, I don't. <laughs> I only know a few words, so oh, I no, just happen to know that one. <laughs> modest, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but in Kabul, so then you think, okay, what do I need for in Kabul? Uh -huh. My eyes, miniaka, mishinit, mitinka, midimihuakam. You know, yemfanyehun kambum. So you realize you need all your five senses. Yes. But to do that, that means that we we teach children, you know, good eye contact good body language, speaking loud and clear. So all that inka with your voice, your eyes, your nose, the touch, all of that is needed in an individual. Yes. And then all of it's also needed because you need to be my eyes, I need to be your sense of smell, this person needs to be my sense of touch. So it's all in the language. Mm. And if we don't fundamentally understand what our languages are, it puts us at a deficit from mm. the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Beginning. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So in doing this, it would be really nice to just incorporate. This is why the Sankofa Yinchi is so, it's just so poignant to my heart because sure. it's everything that we need, but yeah. then we don't realize it and we leave what we have and then go outside of ourselves to go and you know yes. look for it. So when Michael says that there's that urgency, the time is now to, to place that importance on 
grabbing who you are. The fact that you want your child to learn French before they discover who they are, you've put yourself at disadvantage mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. you know, because a French guy is not interested in what you speak, and at rightfully all. so. At yeah, all. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's take yes. up the challenge. Yes. And let's definitely just sang off our ING. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah. So speaking of, let's talk about mindset. Sure thing. So I want to ask about a mindset hack. Okay. So what is your favorite or an interesting one that you practice or one that you can imagine? Mm. You go first. Oh, ladies first. <laughs> oh, I think first oh. um, a mindset hack. I would say take control. Oh. Take control. I say, you know, sometimes, you know, when you grow up in an African household, there is that thing of, you know, parents can do no wrong. Adults mm-hmm. can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So you just sort of sit and take whatever happens. And sometimes we carry that on into adulthood. There's no line where you, you're, first, you're adolescent and now you're an adult and now your views and opinions are directly respected. You can speak without fear. And we carry that on into when we have children. Yeah. So what happens is our children, we now become that authoritarian and the children can't do or say anything right. So it's about taking control and realizing that, you know, there's a time when your parents put you in a school, whether you like the school or not. They didn't really ask your opinion. They bought these clothes or these shoes for you because that's what they liked. And now it's time for you to take control. You know, you are now the guardian of the next generation. Take control, make decisive decisions. They don't have to be big initially, but take one step in the right direction, stick to it and watch your life transform. So that's my mindset. Yeah, wow, that's powerful. That's really powerful. I think mine would probably be encouraging the children to critical think Mm. so question everything yeah Mm. everything don't just accept something because this is what we're telling you it is Mm. let's sit down let's have a conversation let's see if we can evolve develop and do this a better way or a different Mm. way and and get different results Mm. so um, I think for a long time as a people we have survived in fear it's as simple mm-hmm. as that you know you go mm-hmm. to school and there's a fear of success and that success has to come in a particular way it has to come through academics you can't do creatives because mm-hmm. that means you are you're not very clever right or yeah mm-hmm. or you know everything is in fear you know from the way we from when we wake up to when we the way we study to our religions it's very yes. much it was given to us and many people do it because there's a fear of getting into heaven or going to hell everything is done in fear almost so it's really questioning was what brought to me benefiting me why was it brought to me who brought it to me and all of those questions would allow us to really like sit down and dissect and decide as to whether or not it's benefiting us and if not as a people collectively what are we doing about it and how are we moving forward yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah i like it so folks <laughs> she has a We've smile talked, i do <laughs> so i mean the, a lot of what we talked about has been the serious stuff yeah. of the movements and all that but i would like to kind of veer off into yeah. the fun side of who you are and I ask this question mostly and it it could be what you basically the idea is what you do when you're not working or being the destination Africa heads (laughs) but I typically ask are you a reader are you a watcher or your listener and what are some of your favorite reads watches or listens oh okay I am and you can be more than one oh okay okay Mm. I would like to be more of a reader Mm -hmm. but with the children and the work there's not much time right now so right now I'd say 
I'm more of a watcher. Okay. As in when that time permits, then definitely. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's more. It's interesting because we started Destination Africa, or we're trying to input into the children. Mm -hmm. I like to gain sources from where people have the same interests, and mm. they're also trying to impart and impact children's lives in a different way, mm -hmm. um, just so that you know what we're teaching them is diverse and it's coming from different influences, different thoughts, different mindsets, and things like that. Yeah. What I would like to do once you know where everything has been established established in Ghana I think is to just do a few more sports get mm -hmm. out there mm -hmm. walks there's just so many places in Ghana to see so yeah that's it and also we have to balance it with the children's interests as right. well right so right. Yeah. That's always, yeah. 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 yeah 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 so the children are they're keen swimmers they like to go out do different things like go-karting and things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm a mum of many hats at the minute of course but yeah and the things that I would like to do but for now I'm a watcher and making sure my children have fun okay <laughs> so, yeah. yeah okay yeah okay yeah similar I, like I've said it's so much part of our lives and it's hard to separate the two so yeah. my, our, our fun is fitting it into the other part so I, I tend okay. to do a lot of physical activities with the children so okay. bike riding I tend to do the oh, swimming yeah. anything that's probably physical in that nature, probably yeah. a bit of art. So I, I like art. I like um, doodling. Went to art school when I was younger. So mm. yeah, abstract art is some of my my relaxation place. Okay, know? okay. So that, that's something I draw. And I'm a, I'm a watcher. Yeah. I'm a watcher. It is is always changing. I like technology. I like renewable resources, ways uh -huh. to live cleaner, smarter, yeah. healthier. Yeah. And yeah, just, just tuning into those and, and computer and IT systems and just seeing what are the latest trends. Okay. So, He's a nerd. She can say that. I'm, I'm, I can I'm, say I'm a that, nerd yeah. minus the glasses. <laughs> minus the glasses. <laughs> Well, guys, this has been so oh, lovely. I oh, really you appreciate all of your insights, wow. your energy. It's so beautiful, and I, I'm, I'm so thankful. So before we sign off, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I would like to say thank you so much for coming down. It's been such an interesting conversation, and I just love the way that you place your questions because it makes us think, you know, mm. primarily about what we're doing and it just goes deep so yeah that was great i think the last thing i would personally like to leave our audience is guys tune in get as many subscribers in here as possible because you're doing something really fundamental for the community thank so you it's just amazing thank you. and power in numbers so let's get together you know where we find somebody doing something like this let's get behind florence and ensure that we're building a generation that has something to hold on to something really strong level playing and to just say that you know we started the good race and you guys are going to finish it so I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna say what Abner said, but I'm gonna come from a different angle. Some people like the soft message. Ah. I'm, I'm, I'm here to give you the medicine without the sugar. Okay. You know? Okay. So, parents, a call to action: If you have children of African descent, mixed heritage, and your skin is dark in complexion, do your children know about who they are? Mm. Are your children in touch with their culture and their heritage? Whatever you do right now, 
It's your responsibility to provide a roof over their head and education for them and happiness and wellness for them. But it also is your responsibility to provide and connect them with the heritage in which they came from. Teach them about their languages, their heritage, their culture, their history, their family, and much more. Expose them to the continent of Africa, because that is what builds true confidence. And hopefully at Destination Africa, we've provided a platform in the community to help people do that. So a call to action, start today. Don't put it off to tomorrow, because when you put it off, what you're saying is, it's not that important. Mm -hmm. If I said tomorrow, I'm gonna give you 50,000 pounds, if you walk, 10 miles, you would find a way to, to do it. Make that drive be within you to make sure your children are in good stead for the next generation. I love that. That was the mic dropping. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. Thank you yeah. for that. Thank you. All right, folks, this has been another episode of the podcast. You can catch us Tuesdays at globalcitizenspod.com or wherever you get your podcast. Please do like, share, subscribe. Check out the show notes. They're always rich. Always rich. And until next time, bye for now. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh.